0: Ladies and gentlemen, if you are easily frightened, we advise you not to watch this film. On the other hand, if you enjoy the violent emotions, this film is for you. Where did you hide her? In a safer place than in your truck. Sometimes I could kill you,
1: Iris. Just once. I want you to make love to me before I die. You mustn't speak like that. Death has no power to separate us. You swore you'd never come back into this room again.
0: I want to stay here alone with my mother.
1: Frank, your mother's dead.
0: So is I You've got to get rid of your stupid little toy. Do you understand me, Frank? No! You will, though. You'll see. You'll do it. <coughs> the
2: young girl was reported missing three days ago. Last scene, she was in this area. Did you see anyone then? No. Who are you? Police.
1: If you enjoy the violent emotions, this film is for you. What's up, y'all? I'm Nolan. Stacy Glover.
2: Melanie Daniels.
1: And you're listening to Cinema Parlor's spooky Halloween season. Oh, 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 oh. Welcome back. Tonight we have in the dark at Joe D'Amato, Beyond the Darkness. But before we get to that, Melanie, what are we drinking for today's nasty episode?
2: We're having milk of the iris mm. for obvious reasons. Damn right. But there's no milk. No. no. Lately, I've been doing a ton of homemade simple syrups. I bought everything from the store, so if you are not a crafty person, you're good. These are all gonna be master of mixes syrup. The non-alcoholic blue curacao, just a splash, a splash of the strawberry syrup, a splash of lavender syrup, three to four ounces sour mix. You can use any kind you want, they make a billion. And then you wanna do two to three ounces of your choice of spiritless spirit or whiskey. What I did for ours is just straight up Jim Beam. Yours, I did the, oh, you'll have to read it, one. It's Garden 08, 108, that one, yeah.
1: Seedlip Garden 108 is what is in mine.
2: It's very floral. Love it. And then I did a little scoop of purple luster dust in all of ours to kind of enhance that sheen.
1: It's a very pretty little light violet color.
2: Yeah, it's really pretty and it tastes really good.
1: Yeah, very tasty. Mm -hmm. So this was my pick for the month's viewing. 1979's Beyond the Darkness directed by Joe D'Amato. Why'd you pick this? (laughs) Well, I I wanted to just pick something nasty to watch really, but this is one I really like. This was my third or fourth viewing of the D'Amato films I've seen. This is one of my, well, it is probably my my favorite of his. I won't go deep on D'Amato. Maybe we'll do that sometime.
2: Off the top of your head, can you give an estimate of how many films he made?
1: Between the 150, 170, now, a lot of that in the second half of of his career in particular is on the porn side. So, he's I w- a
2: guy that started in, like, quote-unquote legitimate film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he moved to
1: porn. When the money ran out and he, he wanted to continue making movies, uh, that was the only way to keep making film for him. And he... Loved making films, so he didn't want to stop. Depending on who you talk to, who you hear interviewed, he's become somewhat of a household name, at least in horror circles over the last, I don't know, 15, 20 years. But, you know, he wasn't a very, I would say, well-known director throughout most of his career. But it's cool that he got to at least witness some sort of quote-unquote fandom before he left us.
2: I was kind of surprised. Um, I don't, don't know the name of the documentary.
1: The new Joe D'Amato documentary that's on the Black Emmanuel box set that Severin released.
2: I was really surprised at how, because his daughter's interviewed, there's a ton of people. Eli Roth, Jess Franco is interviewed. Oh, yeah. I was really surprised at how it seems like in Italy, here, and Eli Roth made this point where a ton of really well-known DPs Mm -hmm. started in porn.
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: It seems like over there, it was kind of the kiss of death. Like you're, you can't do anything else. That's really bizarre
1: to me. Yeah, definitely.
2: You'd think Italy is cooler about sex than America.
1: Yeah, it's definitely that. And then it was also just, as I talked about the other thing, is like when the money ran out, you've made porn unless you wanted to quit. Yeah. And you definitely get pigeonholed. And with D'Amato and uh, some of these other guys, they became somewhat known as much as you could be known for for that of making spin-off movies based on other genres. Is it possible that because it seemed
0: like from that documentary, the way they went about making their films and financing their studio once he started producing films. It seems like they're very reliant on the banks. So I kind of wonder if him directing pornography, if you are relying on a bank, that's probably hard to get a financial backing. You know, financial backing. If if you don't have a Dino in your corner or, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody established, I mean, Argento, he's considered the Spielberg of Italy. You know, those are popular films. Pornography, probably a little bit more niche.
1: Right. One thing I would like to say about him is he did help, People in the industry get uh, jobs and up and coming. I believe D'Amato was the one that got Mikel Suave. Is that how you say his yeah. name? Yeah, yeah. I Produced believe, Stage Fright? Yes, I believe he's the one that got him Stage Fright and got him that director's gig. And uh, he worked with him uh, quite a bit before he became a director. And
2: he's, he's on that documentary. Him talking about Joe was really sweet. Yeah. Like, not only did he respect him as a filmmaker, but he was a really good friend. Yeah,
1: by all accounts, D'Amato was somebody that people liked working with. You know, some directors in Italy. Didn't always have the best... Fulci. um, Fulci, (laughs) exactly. I
2: I love him, but yeah. It hurts
1: me. But yes, he was an awful guy. But by all accounts, Joe D'Amato was good to work with. But yeah, we could talk a lot more about him. But the main reason I chose this is I just wanted to bring something a little nastier, different. I like talking about him because I think he's fascinating. I wouldn't call him a great director, but he's one of those directors that I like that are kind of on the outside. He makes things that don't necessarily work, but he has images that for me stick with me. And like every movie I've ever watched to him, there's something there that I find stimulating in my mind. And most of his movies I don't think are very good, but I just find something image wise to grasp onto Yeah. in most of them. So, I get it. Are you grasping... On your penis. Uh I do that from time to time. <laughs> to his films. You know, I've never I've never done that to well, you don't- Joe. Now I have seen a couple <laughs> pornos from him, but I will say uh, the pornos I have seen from him are not erotic at all. Those being um the
2: cannibal ones.
1: The cannibal ones I have seen erotic Knights of the Living Dead, which very unerotic. <laughs> And uh, also uh, one of his non-sploitation pornos called Images in a Convent, which I would highly recommend. Which is a
2: great title, it too. It is a good con- <laughs> I think is. a lot <laughs> of his titles are pretty tight. Ty- I know this For film sure. has like a billion different as- written right. By-
1: Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know how <laughs> if you guys are going to be the biggest fans of this, but I'm glad that I get to at least talk about some Joe D'Amato here. So that we- always brightens my day.
2: I've only seen, I mean, this might be my third or fourth Joe D'Amato, so I've not seen a lot. I've not seen any of the Black Emmanuel films. I we won't do this all interested. the time, but
1: once in a while I might bring a new one on and we can talk about him. That's fair. So, All right, let's get into this. Beyond the Darkness, 1979, a fate worse than death. A disturbed young embalmer digs the grave of his recently deceased girlfriend and brings her body to his family villa with help from his strange housekeeper, but his bouts of insanity are just beginning. All right, I'll try my best with the names. Kieran Cantor as Frank. Cincia Manreal or manriale I don't know how you say it, as Anna. Franca Stupi as Iris Sam Modesto as Mr. Kale.
0: That's a good name.
1: That is a good name.
2: Sam Modesto? It
0: sounds like a detective. Yeah. Ooh, or maybe a- um, And
2: take your clothes off.
0: What, mm-hmm. what are they? Pinkerton? Is oh, that, that's yeah. What, yeah, Sam Modesto, Pinkerton. Pinkerton.
1: Nice. A couple more. Lucia Elia as Jan, and I'll go with Anna Cardina as the jogging victim.
2: Oh, she's really pretty.
1: Simonetti Alade, or Alade. I don't know, Lottie. Is she the disco second girl. girl? She's the the oh, last one. Yeah,
2: she's very pretty. Yes.
1: Uh, let's get in this thing. You I'm kn-
2: fascinated with what these notes are going to be.
1: It's, I don't know, it's a mixed bag. Uh, <laughs> we'll just start with Music by the Goblins. I just want, <laughs> I was saying this as we were watching, and Stacy was, was like, I think there are other movies where they've been uh, noted as the Goblins. This was the first one that caught my eye. It was not yeah. just Goblin, but The Goblins.
2: Because I think you said The Dawn of the Dead that they. Yeah,
0: I want to say that the cut that they which I'm trying to remember which one that is. I know they did the Argento cut, but I think they did one that was released over here, but I'm not sure if it's the theatrical or the the directors, one of them uses just generic music.
2: I can't think of it off Yeah.
0: What'd of you here. guys think of this uh, score?
2: I really liked it.
0: I liked it. I would say it's the high point for me. <laughs>
1: it's a great score. <laughs> Not to I spoil. Mean, no problem.
2: It might be my hype. There's other things I like.
1: There's very rarely, if ever, I've heard a Goblin score that I haven't loved. Yeah, really good. We start out with a uh, a lady performing some type of witchcraft on a doll, uh, some voodoo. She is performing this with a lady that we would come to know as Iris. After that, we cut to a brother- learning or not learning a brother loving taxidermy. I called him a brother. I don't, I shouldn't have said that when I, I wrote, I wrote this down every time when I, every time I see this movie, I think in my head, I want him and the girl that's dying to be brother and sister because it makes it more fucked up. And the first time I ever watched it, I thought they were brother and sister. And I think in my head,
2: it's still stuck. Yeah. mm -hmm. That's
1: what they are. He's not a brother at all. His, (laughs) his name. Why did you think that? (laughs) I don't know. And why did you want to think that? Because you know, when well, I watched a of, a motto, yeah. I'm just like, what's the grossest stuff that's going to happen? I think this
0: episode's going to be a lot more telling and interesting than you think. <laughs> We're going to peel back the psyche of Nolan like an <laughs> onion and discover that we are dealing with a psychopath.
1: Yeah, you both have known this for years. <laughs> we have a guy named Frank, and he loves taxidermy. We have a gal that is sick in the hospital because of what has transpired at the beginning of the film. Her name is Anna.
2: So you, okay, yes. they do not go into this, but is Iris the housekeeper? Yes. That's
1: that's my understanding.
2: Okay, because mm-hmm. at no point, I was up and down during this viewing, mm-hmm. but there's some of the relationships, which it's fair that you thought they were brother and sister because I was like, mm-hmm. what is happening? Sure. What is the relationship?
0: Mm-hmm. I, I think this movie could have used some classic giallo uh, flashbacks. I think that would help.
2: But I'm curious to know what happened. Like we
0: could have got some scenes of Iris tending to young Frank explaining this breastfeeding fetish that has continued to adulthood.
1: Sorry for the Now spoiler. you see Stacy, this is the D'Amato touch. You don't want you don't want flashbacks. You don't want to understand anything. You just go.
2: But it, okay. So in my mind it's Anna, right? The one Anna. that's dying mm-hmm. in the hospital. Okay. The housekeeper, Anna and Frank are dating. They're happy. They're mm-hmm. wonderful. She's beautiful. Yeah. He's a hunk. Yeah. And she's like, "Nope, I've been mm-hmm. breastfeeding him." Yep. for 35 years I'm going to continue. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. So Give him that milk.
2: I have to imagine that the reason why she's in the hospital is because they've just been trying to kill her this whole time through the voodoo. That's and my witchcraft. guess.
1: That's the best guess I I've, I've got. Yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. there uh,
2: no I didn't miss something Missed she's nothing. sick.
1: Okay. So you you're telling me that
0: some flashbacks in the style of don't torture a duckling or um
2: I mean anything.
0: Yeah, just about any giallo. You don't think that'd make the movie better? No. No. Giallo films Don't always have the most competent plots.
2: They're convoluted often.
1: Look, I love plenty of Jellos. Did I want this in my Joe D'Amato? No. This is what I want when I see Joe D'Amato. Incompetence? Well, this is actually a pretty well done movie for him. But (laughs) yeah, I I, I like the uh, just the chaos of it. That's That's what I... That's what I enjoy. <laughs> yeah,
2: you can continue. I just had to, I wanted to first double check if I had, in fact, missed something.
1: You didn't there miss I, anything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Anna's in the hospital. Frank loves taxidermy. Iris, the housekeeper, she just wants to kill Anna. Okay. And so I guess she's the reason Anna got put in the this, this intensive care unit. I'm just going to cut the chase. Anna dies very quickly as... Frank gets to say his last goodbye to I don't her. I think
2: it's very quick, Nolan. Okay, because it is a. The first scene sure. that we see is them stabbing into the doll. It takes her, like, I would say, like 10, 15 minutes to die. It's a That's minute. fair. And she comes back and she's fine.
0: In the yep. film, it takes 10 to 15 minutes. I feel like. Maybe it was an agonizing, slow death. I feel like it was a long time live action that she. Because <laughs> he's like, the hospital called. You didn't tell me, you bitch. Mm-hmm. I got to run up there and. Dying Anna's like, I want you inside of me. She like, did She did want to fuck on her She's deathbed, like, and I, I
1: respect that.
2: One last time mm-hmm. before I go. Or
1: maybe the first time. That's true. We don't really know the, yeah. the depth of their relationship.
2: Oh, actually, that makes more sense. They've probably been dating for like a week.
1: That's possible.
2: Yeah, I, I had it flipped. He just meets girls and brings them back all the time.
0: Yeah, how mm-hmm. the fuck did he end up with her? No idea. Obviously,
1: cuckoo.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, We're not commenting on his looks, because I was going to say he, I mean. Like
1: he's, he's fine. He's an attractive enough yeah. gentleman.
2: He's got pretty eyes. Mm-hmm.
1: I'd have some fun with him if he asked, mm-hmm. you know.
2: More than a handshake.
1: Sure. But, uh, okay, Anna's, Anna's dead, all right. <laughs> so, we get we we get to uh, Frank's uh, house. I will say, I like the use of this space in this oh, movie. I like the house a lot. It's, it's a There's cool a set. lot of different corridors and upstairs, downstairs. My one complaint is I don't fully understand the geography at all times, but I- I like what I see as far as how the space is used.
2: I, But I, and not to speak for you, but I just, I don't even think that that's not that you really need it. You don't no, because it just, it feels like it's supposed to be a very old Mm -hmm. something that's been in the family for a long time. Very big. And the
1: state. Yes. It it definitely doesn't bother me. It just, yeah, I I think it also actually for me, it helps just with the disorientation. Yeah. So
2: makes it more trippy. Uh,
1: Yeah. Uh, so when we get to their house, uh, Iris uh, comes up to Frank and says, uh, she's dead now. There's no one to take care of you anymore but your little Iris. And she holds That's... him close to her chest and pulls out a breast. And Frank takes a little little sip of that tit.
2: Yeah, just a top off.
1: Just a top off. <laughs> yeah. It
2: immediately calms him down.
1: He's like, all right, I'm good you now. So... Yeah, I, I do. Uh, we'll get to it. All right. Uh, <laughs> we get Anna's corpse. Frank goes to visit her corpse and injects her with um, some type of serum, which we find out is that he's preparing her to be uh, one of his taxidermy toys. Is it formaldehyde, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and
2: not to spoil, but my make him laugh is mm-hmm. the sneaky injections. <laughs> like he's
1: he's going it's in there, puts cartoony. it in, and then he sees someone come in, puts it down. <laughs> And then, real quick, puts it back up. It's like, a, which he gets caught. It. He didn't do a good job no. because the man in there that sees him is. The one that figures out—I don't really know what that guy is. I don't know if he's a private eye that was hired by the family or what. I, I
2: think that he worked he, at the yeah. I think
1: mortuary. he might he be works at the, the caretaker
0: at the mortuary okay. because yeah. the, at the end he speaks is, yeah. about you know returning right. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the
2: funeral parlor, whatever.
1: So that was funny, and Frank did a bad job of of being sneaky. Anyway,
2: I think it's just Frank is a really odd duck. So yeah. that guy was already looking at him, and then he left the room, and he was like, "This guy's doing." Mm-hmm. This fucking weird body
1: yeah so we get the funeral all that happens (laughs) I'm just gonna jump to Frank after the funeral's over he just goes right to the cemetery and he digs up that corpse and he's like Anna he doesn't say this but Anna I love you I can't go on without you I can't get hard without you there
2: that is true
1: Mm -hmm. so digs her up puts her in the back of his vehicle he starts driving on his way home he gets a flat tire there's a hitchhiker that he passes on the way home he doesn't pick her up, but his his tire goes flat. He goes to fix it. As he fixes it, he turns around, and gets back in his truck. That hitchhiker has just decided to climb into the vehicle with him. Her name is Jan. She starts having a conversation with him, and he's like, fine, I'll give you a ride. She starts smoking quite a bit of weed. She's like, you want some? He's like, nah. She gets really stoned, passes out. Frank makes it home, and right when he gets home, like he doesn't give a shit about Jan that's passed out in his car, he's like, I got to get this body inside and I got to start doing some taxidermy. So he takes Anna. He starts uh, dissecting her. I like the scene a lot. I think the gore looks pretty good here. Um, Him taking all her innards out.
2: Joe himself talked about how they said that he was doing, they thought that he was shooting real autopsies mm. because it was so realistic. I didn't think it looked realistic, sure. but it was really cool effects. I really dug it. Yeah, it, all the the gore in this was pretty cool.
1: It is him putting the tubes up her nose and sucking the brains out, and yeah. it's it's some fun stuff. He also takes her, her heart out and takes a bite of it. Why he does it, don't know. Doesn't
2: he do like a little like a kiss or a lick first? And he then does. He just starts mm-hmm. chomping.
1: A lot of things that Frank does in this movie they don't add up. Biting his victims and why does he like biting hearts? I don't know. But he- I
2: know that you said you don't from a Joe Damato picture. You're not wanting more backstory. I'm just gonna say <laughs> I do think that if we had a little bit more, this would be a better movie because it's not. It might not be everyone's taste, but sure. it's not bad. I get I get what you're like, saying. I just think if you had maybe two to three one minute scenes, nothing extensive, mm-hmm. just sure. like we're not adding to runtime really, but just a little padding mm-hmm. in there of little Frank being fucked. Mm-hmm. I think that would be good. Sure. All right. And I respect that you like the mystery. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Frank's Frank's doing his work down there. While he's doing his work, Jan wakes up and wanders into Frank's house looking for him and like, what the fuck am I doing here? Where am I? She's disoriented. You know, look, she's really stoned. What are you going to do? Frank starts, as she's looking for Frank, she wanders down into his taxidermy laboratory and finds him performing surgery on... Anna's body. She freaks out, obviously.
2: I love the how he looks up, and he's so non-bothered. He's mm-hmm. just, oh it, like, just anyone else mm-hmm. was walking in the door. He's like, okay, and yeah. just back to what he's doing. Mm-hmm.
1: This is one of those times, too. He's more pissed. She's ruining his moment. Yeah. And I
2: I don't the know. The ritual of it all, You know what?
1: Yeah. Uh, part of me wonders. Yeah, this guy has done a lot of killing and he's going to continue to, each time he he kills someone, could it have been different for them? If she would have just stayed in the truck, do you think Jan could have lived? Why do you think he's done a lot of killing before this? That is a good question. I don't know. I think I just assume. This guy just seems really fucked up. I just, just in my mind, I think that. Well,
2: Iris, it seems like and it seems Iris like and Frank are totally fine with death.
1: Later in the movie, when... Iris and Frank start disposing of a body. It seems like it's a process that's happened multiple times before.
2: It doesn't seem like it's their first rodeo.
1: But he's also,
0: he works in taxidermy. Like, sure. There are probably ways that they, the tools that he has and the stuff that he uses, you know, could be to dispose of a animal that
1: didn't turn out right. Sure. Now that's a fair point too. I just feel like Iris is so unbothered by everything that she is used to it a lot. Just in my head. So, yeah, like Stacy said, I, I could be completely off, off base here. All I'm saying is the victims that he has here, each one of them, do you think a, a different scenario could have happened if something just would have changed slightly? If the girl stays in the truck, if the second lady that he has sexual relations with is cool with seeing Anna's corpse.
2: I don't know. I feel like he's going to kill him anyways.
1: I don't have enough information to
0: make any guesses on who or what may happen.
2: So, you so, think that if the one girl in the bed had just been like into it, do they date or is it just a hidden? I hey, didn't quit it.
1: That's a fair question because if, if I'm in that situation, you know, Iris sucks ass. So she's fine for like just giving me hand jobs and let me suck the milk. As far as if I can be in a relationship with someone that's pretty cute and it's like, is really cool seeing my ex dead, her corpse there, I gotta say that's a keeper.
2: Well, you're not gonna, for your particular kink, you're not gonna find a lot of ladies lining up for
1: that. Exactly. Okay,
0: so what I'm gathering <laughs> you are thinking that it's the women's reactions to what Frank does is what gets them killed. It's yes. Fault. So, it's cool. these women's fault, like mm-hmm. it's circumstantial. Yeah. Yep. But also you think that Frank has killed a ton of people before this, so is his life a comedy of errors where just mm. nothing works out for him that's because I mean, that does that's feel probably right. true. Because mm-hmm.
2: it feels like Iris, no matter what, he he could have been a totally normal kid. Uh-huh. No matter what he's got cooking, she just wants that D, so she keeps altering his reality.
1: Maybe she I just feel like she's she's been in this this before. Like she hired this, which what's led her to that point? What happened beforehand? I, I think there's been a lot of killing like in she, these two's relationship. At the very
2: least, I don't think it's the first time Iris has killed somebody because she chopped up that thing. Probably killed a lot of his girlfriends, I imagine. Mm -hmm.
0: They make mention of when his parents died. Uh, I would assume that Iris killed them. Yes. For sure. Because it seems like she is wanting to be the heiress of that estate. She wants
1: that estate. She wants everybody out of Frank's life that could do anything to change his mind. And or she just wants to be the only one in his life for his needs.
2: Yeah, she wants him solely dependent mm-hmm. on her.
1: Yeah, I don't like the way you said needs. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> Mother's milk.
0: I, uh, yeah. I don't like the fingernail ripping scene. Uh-huh. It, it, it seemed needlessly sadistic. I loved it.
2: Didn't she scratch him and bite him? So I think he, trying you're gonna, to you gonna do that to me? Her. Well,
1: your nails are gone.
2: It was upsetting deeply.
1: Mm-hmm. And then after that happens, Frank chokes out Jan and kills her. Iris helps Frank dress Anna's body when she gets home, paints her nails, and they put her in. The bed next to Frank's bed in his in Frank's room. The man that that saw Frank put the injection, s- injection into Anna's body has his eye on Frank and does a little investigation. He goes to their house and kind of snoops around by the help of a taxi driver. After this happens, uh, Iris is like, you know what? We need to do something with that body you just killed. They have a tub full of acid, and Iris dismembers Jan of her head, her arms, and legs, and throws it all in the tub, and then at the end, we get the shot of the skull coming up out of the acid, and that's the cover of the Blu-ray, which is fun for those that care about (laughs) such things. There's some messed up stuff coming up here. Okay, Uh, Iris cooks them dinner after they... dispose of this body. She makes like this nasty slop. I don't even know how to explain it, but it's one of the grossest meals I've ever seen prepared. And she makes a bowl for both her and Frank.
2: Meat and some sort of grain. I don't know if it's rice. I don't know if it's oats. I don't know what it is. It's
1: real bad. And the way she's eating it, it's just the gruel just coming off her face. And then he's D'Amato's cross cutting it with the body that they disposed of and the iris Threw out and buried the remains, and that was cross cutting back and forth between those two. And again, it,
2: just the food alone is it's, enough. To- it's pretty
1: rough, and Frank actually can't handle it, and uh, he throws up. And Iris laughs pretty hard, like you can't handle it, man. And I, I wouldn't have been able to either. After this mix up at dinner time, Iris makes it up to Frank and uh, gives Frank a hand job, <laughs> and tells him that everything is going to be okay. And Frank is looking straight into. The eyes of Anna's corpse While Iris gives him pleasure An an excellent scene for me Our next victim happens Explain that (laughs) Look I just love the uh, The messed up situation here I like that Frank can't get off Except only when he's looking at his Ex-lover's Dead body Okay No notes No notes Yeah. Next victim Frank goes jogging He runs into a girl On a trail She's never been there before Hey, I've never seen you. And she's like, that's because that's the first time I've been here. She sprains her ankle. Frank takes her back to his house to fix her up. She agrees because it doesn't look like that bad a sprain, but she's like, I can't go on. So he takes her back. They hit it off. He like gets some type of. um,
2: I'm guessing it's Arnica cream or something. Some type
1: of cream. Yeah. Yeah. And And he puts way too much on her ankle and just like rubbing it in. He's and really
2: getting that grease.
1: Very centrally. And uh, she's into it. He goes and he's like, I'll be right back. I'm going to go get some gauze to wrap up your ankle here. He goes downstairs, sees Anna's corpse in his in his room. He looks at her because he knows that he's going to cheat on her right now. But he's like, it's all right. Then he puts the blanket over her body. He goes to get the jogger. They go down to have sex in Frank's room. They start going at it. As they do, Frank can't help himself. Takes those covers off of Anna's corpse.
2: Making out with her. Yeah. And then, so she's not, she's kind of facing away for most of it. And then are just directly under him. And then he, with the other hand, just pulls the blanket down as they're making out.
1: (laughs) He's like, I got to see this face. He
2: just, he needs to know that it's there. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, And then he's like, all right.
2: Starts getting hot and heavy. Starts
1: getting hot and heavy. But uh, sadly, the jogger, when she turns her head, she sees Anna's corpse.
2: She just wasn't cool about no, it. No, she
1: wasn't. And she she freaks out like <laughs> any normal person would. Frank then gets upset and he decides to just bite a huge chunk out of her neck. This, That's, it's a good gore effect.
2: Yeah, this effect is pretty cool. It's <laughs> like you can see that like the backing of what is pumping the bladder through, you know, the slit, but it's really cool looking.
1: Good little effect there. I don't know about you guys. I thought that this jogger was dead. I just assumed.
2: Oh yeah, I did too. Because she, mm-hmm. we think that he hits the artery. Right.
1: Yeah, the jugular. Yeah. Yeah. She's
2: just like pumping blood. Yeah, out. a lot of blood out. She's not dead.
1: Frank gets Iris. Obviously, he needs her help to fix, take care of the situation. They have a fiery furnace downstairs, and they put it's her an incinerator. An incinerator. Yeah. Fiery yeah. furnace. Yeah. <laughs> No, I like it. Because
2: that's what you wrote down. I love
1: that. <laughs> they put her body in it, and we get two different shots seeing that actually the jogger is still alive and they're Ugh. burning her. Alive, And that is very upsetting.
2: Yeah, this looks really, you don't really see that much. Like, it's not anything too gory, but it's just the concept and the way it's shot is very effective. Uh, I hated it.
1: Yeah, it's really messed up. Next up, I've got Frank telling Iris that, you know what, I'm going to marry you. But because Iris is really upset because uh, she's like, you know what, I think it's time you need to get rid of Anna's body. Because this is affecting our relationship. I can tell like.
2: Well, and also they've had to hide stuff before. So it's just Mm -hmm. like, let's, it's not safe to keep it in the house anymore. Yeah,
1: definitely. Frank's like, okay, you know what? If we keep Anna, I'll marry you. And you can get what you've always wanted. And she's like, okay, this is agreed upon. (laughs) And I can be the lady of the house. Anna has to stay. Okay. Next up, the police come by. Frank's house for an investigation. They found out about a jogger that was in the area who's gone missing. They let them investigate the house. Um, they go down in Frank's taxidermy lab, and there's a shoe from the jogger down there, but Iris does a good job of hiding it while talking sweet to one of the cops and Gives him a free taxidermied squirrel in the process. So good job by her. So they don't get in trouble at this moment, but they know that things are getting a little a little iffy out there. Uh, next up, Iris fa- Iris's family comes to visit, <laughs> and it doesn't last very long. But her family
2: and I don't want to be mean to anybody. Sure, but there's a lot of looks in this family.
1: Yeah, it's it's.
0: Hmm. I'm pretty sure that family tree is a stick.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's really bad. That's all I'll say. And look, I'm not saying I'm the prettiest person in the world, but look, these, it just...
2: I do think that maybe they were intentionally picked. It's right. So Mm -hmm. we're not the, the dicks here. Yeah,
1: exactly. So rough rough time um, because as they're having their family dinner, Iris is very happy to tell everyone that she's going to be marrying Frank. Frank's like, he's, he's going through it at this time. So he comes down there. He's not excited about what's about to happen. And he has like a breakdown after the family leaves and him and Iris get into a little bit of an altercation. So yeah, it, it, the dinner does not go particularly well. Give me one second. I lost my place.
2: I do feel a little bit, not that I f- I don't feel bad for Iris, I stop myself from saying that she's a hot trash fire. But he is needlessly mean in, in that scene where sure. she, it's like just come down and have mm-hmm. do the salute. Yeah, and he go like back slaps up. her
1: a few times.
2: Yeah, it's just a it's a lot.
1: Yeah, it w- I agree. Also during this time period, uh, Frank goes off for a jog again, and while he does that, the man from the funeral home comes back and he does some more. Investigating into their house While no one's there And this time While he does that He finds Anna's body And it's kind of a jump scare Type thing It's kind of fun And he takes a photo Of her body And leaves That's when uh, We just talked about it Frank and Iris Get into it Frank's in a bad mood He goes to a bar To feel better And uh, it's kind of A disco bar And he finds A new victim there Um, She is a Lovely lady Frank takes her home she takes a bath. We see some negativity.
2: One hundred percent, a needless scene, just mm-hmm. so that there is we just more
1: needed some more bush and boobs. She's very, very pretty. She though. is very pretty. Frank thinks he's he's gonna have a, another good time here, and as that's happening, Iris decides she's gonna get back at Frank for what for the, for the fight they were in. We just come to realize Anna had a twin sister, <laughs> and this all just comes abruptly. Which...
2: <laughs> Did he, okay, so, and I again, I was up and down. I was dealing with a puppy, mm-hmm. so I I could have missed something. D- he knew that that was her sister. Did he know that she had a twin?
1: When she gets there, Frank and Iris have a quick conversation, uh, Iris saying, oh, you haven't seen her since the funeral.
2: Okay, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I do remember that line. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. if the sister's there. Why would you not just try to date her rather than, I understand that sure. there's a lot of psychological mm-hmm. problems right. preventing him from doing that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, if you're that into that yeah. chick, just <laughs> get the other one that looks exactly like her. Right. What are you doing? Yeah, Because it's not about her personality. It's literally just what she looks yeah.
1: like. I, I agree. What are we doing? What What is he doing? It's a good question. Well, whatever it was, I I guess Iris knew what she was doing to some extent because uh, things go bad from here. So Anna's twin sister, Eleanor comes over. Iris, uh, when she gets there, uh, she starts fucking with Eleanor and plays a trick on her. So she turns out all the lights or turns off the electricity in the house. I think it's a pretty good scare. I like scare. yeah. And Iris uh, takes Anna's body and sets it up into like the living room or Yeah, up area. in a, ch- a
2: big chair. Yeah, and-
1: I don't know if it's like a lighter or a light. I don't know. But she turns on a light and when... Eleanor turns around. She sees that it's Anna's body. Eleanor faints and passes out on the floor. When this happens, uh, Frank enters back into the frame. Him and Iris go at it and start tearing each other apart. Iris stabs him in the shoulder. I think she also stabs him in the dick. And then they start wallowing around on the ground. I believe that Frank takes another bite out of her (laughs) face. You know that he does.
2: (laughs) He loves to nibble.
1: And then... Iris also pulls out one of his eyeballs in the process as well. And then in the end, Frank stabs Iris in the chest with a butcher's knife. And Iris is no longer with us. <laughs> so, yeah, she's gone. After she dies, man from the funeral home, home comes back, breaks into the house. And there's a a little bit that happens here. But just gist of it is Frank dies because... He goes downstairs to the incinerator. We see a corpse inside the incinerator. The movie wants us to assume that it's Anna's body, that he's burning. Finally, The guy down there sees it happening. And as he does, Frank falls and and dies. So we leave the house. A corpse gets taken from the house. We see that it is either Anna or Elena. Or uh, Elena. Anna or Eleanor. We go to the funeral home at the end. And as... The man is getting ready to nail in the coffin. We see Eleanor's body rise up and freeze frame the end.
2: Last jump scare.
1: Last jump scare. And that is Joe D'Amato's Beyond the Darkness. So quick thoughts from you guys.
2: This might sound psychotic. This movie wasn't as gross. You're as expecting th- more. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's why whenever you said the thing about brother and sister, that actually, I get why you thought that, because I kind of was like, I was just expecting something else. And this is a gross film, but I actually, I liked it. I had fun. Cool. Yeah. I thought it was a pretty, like the pacing's decent. I think that every little bit he he runs into someone else to kill. Yep. So
1: I, I would say after that first, like, 15 to 20-ish minutes. It really picks up pretty well. Yeah. And goes pretty hard the rest yeah. of the way. Joe D'Amato is
2: not my, sorry. Sure. Joe D'Amato is not my taste. This was fun.
0: Sure. I didn't like it. <laughs> not my type of movie. Better shot than I thought it would be. It wasn't as crass as I thought it would be. Yeah. For me, like this movie has the same feelings as like Blood Freaks or a trauma film.
2: Oh, yeah. I it's
0: Not for me. There's just a lack of any connectivity as far as storytelling i'm not always looking for storytelling in my italian horror films but i wasn't taken with the style like the house is awesome yeah but it doesn't have that style that you see in the best of those films it doesn't have the set pieces that you see in those films and it doesn't have the story so it's just there, there wasn't much for me to latch on to and
1: that's all right i love this movie This, again, was my third or fourth viewing. I'm sure I'll see it a few more times in life.
2: And you said you think this is your favorite of D'Amato's? This is.
1: Can I, real quick, I just tell you guys my five favorite Joe D'Amato movies? Yeah,
2: go for it. I was going to ask you what (laughs) I, yeah, earlier (laughs) I meant to ask you.
1: All right. So my top five. Number one, Beyond the Darkness, the the one we just watched. Number two, Images in a Convent. Number three, uh, Erotic Nights, The Living Dead. Number four, Death Smiles on a Murderer with the great Klaus Kinski, and number five, Emmanuel and the Last Cannibals. And I have yet to see all of the Black Emmanuel films. I've only seen a few. So I have a lot of my Joe D'Amato journey still. But as of right now, those are my top five. I know a lot of people like Absurd, a.k.a. Monster Hunter, and a lot of people also like Anthropophagus. That's what I've seen. I'm not big on either of those movies, although there are some interesting images (laughs) in both, but as far as the Joe D'Amato touch, those are my top five.
0: If you're into this, that gives you kind of something to seek out.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for enduring this with me, guys. Uh, (laughs) It was fun, um, and uh, I'm glad I got to talk about someone that, again, I wouldn't call him a great filmmaker, but someone that I like talking about, and I'll keep watching his movies. So uh, before we go, highs, lows, make them laugh.
2: I'll go really quickly. So I'm going to go high is the goblin score. It's a really solid score. Um, my low, maybe the general tampering of corpses mm-hmm. is a low. Um, my make them laugh is the, the sneaky injection sure. in the mortuary. It's really funny.
1: Love it. Stacy. I mean,
0: most of my stuff's going to be the same as Melanie's. My high is the Goblin score. I, I always like when Goblin shows up. My low is going to be just most of the movie. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, it, it's just not for me. But not to yuck anyone's yum. Yeah. Just not for me. My make them laughs, all, I did laugh during. <laughs> it, it's the second one. Yeah. It's so funny to me that...
2: It very, it, very it's, cartoony.
0: I think that they do a good job. Well, I don't like the sequence. I think that they do a good job of illustrating like how technical it is to prep a body, be it taxidermy or for a funeral. Yeah, it is a very technical, mechanical process that he's doing. So I thought it was very cartoony. The him stabbing that corpse just randomly with a needle. It's like, well, this is gonna keep it good for a few days until I dig it back up. It just seemed a little silly to me, and kind of in contrast with what comes later, with how long it lingers on the process, the the process, the work, Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. his little ritual. All right, uh, my high moment is the jogger getting bit in the neck. love that gore rip and also how animalistic Frank is at just the thought that the jogger could not take um having sex next to Anna's corpse my low point is going to be Iris feeding that gruel to her and Frank and just just seeing her shove that food into her mouth and how easy it is for her to just do that and eat that nasty stuff after the acts that they just performed.
2: Yeah, it's gnarly.
1: It's um, it's a disgusting scene. Really. You wouldn't go for some gruel? I don't think so. I didn't like any of it. No.
2: And she had a, not to. Mm-hmm. Not only was she going in full hawk, yeah. but it was like a big portion uh, of the stuff. Too. I would say
1: right there. If I was Frank, this me personally. If I was Frank, right there, it's over between Iris and I.
2: You saying you kill her?
1: Just, yeah, it's done, dude. Yeah. I'm like
2: you served your purpose. You know, man. no
1: you, more bad milk. No yeah. More milk. Y- y- you dispose that body for me, which I greatly appreciate. Mm. I can probably pleasure myself as long as Anna's here. Get it. get yeah, oof. Yeah. Okay. Uh and my make them laugh, there's a good amount to choose from here. Um you know what? I like the Iris played a joke on Eleanor. It's a scary moment, but it also is funny to me because
2: She puts a lot into the presentation. She does. It's it's a
1: lot in that process. And uh, I think it's a good gag. (laughs) And it almost worked for. Almost. Almost. Yeah. Okay, our pairings this week. Anyone who's listened to our first couple episodes for this Halloween season, you know that we are picking a movie to pair with the one we are watching. Melanie, do you want to go first with your pairing for this week's film?
2: I absolutely do. So mine, I'm going to call it the Mother's Milk double feature. And I don't really want to explain anything about this film. I think it's best if you don't read anything about it and you just go in to watch it. Unfortunately, I'm not certain if it's streaming anywhere. I'm going to go with 1981's Butcher, Baker, Nightmare Maker. And it's also called Night Warning. I think that's also known by... What a movie. Yep. I'm not going to say anything, but Mm -hmm. just it will pair well with this. It's fucked.
1: Go watch it. Yeah. (laughs) Stacy, what do you got? I'm going to go with
0: Cemetery Man.
1: Mikel Suave.
0: Oh, Mm. Suave. Yeah, his buddy who made a better film Damn it.
1: You know what? I'm really jealous because I've never seen that movie and I want to so bad. It's not like, yeah, available it, anywhere. It's
0: super hard to find. I rented it from a video store when I was a teenager. I knew that, uh, is it Rufus Sewell that's in it? Or Rupert Everett? Rupert Everett. Rupert Everett. Everett. Mm-hmm. Rupert Everett. Yeah. yeah. So he was recognizable and I was like, okay, well, this could be fun. It kind of looks like a like a horror comedy like Evil Dead and it is actually a very good movie and it's very very funny and kind of relates
1: yeah Severn Films got the rights to it and they will be working on a blu-ray at some that's
0: point that's awesome so
1: i'm going to go with another disgusting pick for a disgusting movie i'm going with 1988 Necromantic by <laughs> <laughs> a german man Horg Butgert i i don't know how to say his name Killed so it. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, this is a very disgusting movie for anyone that's interested. It's very punk rock DIY filmmaking done by a director trying to shatter the German system politically, socially, and most importantly, through censorship. Crazy ending. Don't watch if you, if this movie offends you, definitely don't watch that one. So that's all I'll say. <laughs> um, all right. Melanie, do we have a MFK for this week's show.
2: Just a little bit behind the music. Nolan picked these because I was like, I don't know who to pick for the mm-hmm. third. I'm not proud, but this is what it is. So mm-hmm. if you're both ready, I must ask. Yep. Mary fuck, kill. Frank. Iris. Or the body of Anna. I'm <laughs> so sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll go first today. Go uh, for it. Killing Iris. I really can't stand her one bit. I, I enjoyed her long game, but... She ultimately fails and like, oh, yeah, I already talked about the stuff that, yeah. you know, I, well, I don't need to rehash that. So she's done for me. You know how Stacy said that some things are going to come to light about my personality I'm, here. I, I'm sorry for everyone. Um, I'm effing Frank and I'm marrying the corpse of Anna.
2: Oh, no, I'm doing the same thing. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I, feel because okay. I feel like that's a lot, the least fucked. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, I'm marrying it, but I'm just going to bury her. Sure. I'm not keeping her. Sure.
1: I, we'll see what happens with my. T-
2: yeah. I don't know what you're yeah. doing. I, I don't I w- either. We'll if- see. I kill him, and I don't know if they were married or just mm-hmm. boyfriend and girlfriend, but potentially if she gets anything in this, mm-hmm. I want that. Sure. Although maybe it would be better marry Frank, then kill him. I don't know.
0: That's what I'm doing. <laughs> okay. I'm going to marry Frank. I'm going to have that sweet estate. Yeah. He's going in the
1: oven.
2: That's... Mm-hmm. I was thinking that Anna was married to him, so I was going to... No.
1: I'm going to... You're going to have a nice house. I'm going to...
0: God damn it. I'm going to fuck Iris because she's alive and she's going in the oven.
1: So it's like a a hit it, quit it, and then kill it? Yes. Then I'm going
0: to... You can't kill the dead, so Mm. I'm going to put her in the oven.
1: Mm -hmm. And then I
0: I, I might just kill myself.
1: Come on, man. You got this nice place.
0: I know, but after all the things
1: I did... I don't think anybody's going to... Well. I don't know. I mean, you've still got the guy from the funeral home you've got to deal with. I put it in the oven.
2: Put him in the oven. Okay. Put I, all of
1: them. So you just—I uh, put I, myself I get it. in the oven. Wait, yeah. no, oh, yeah. no. You got to keep. You got to keep doing. Like, you take care of that guy. Then you're gonna have if to deal with Anna's else, family if, because, if anyone else
0: comes back calling mm-hmm, in the oven. You've got this. It's just a
1: incinerator. You a just gotta line. keep using it. Keep using Which, it. Which,
0: by the way, why are we even fucking around with acid when you have? A, a, a fucking incinerator that a
2: professional will, grade yeah. like
0: turned bone to ash yeah. Like, yeah, what for are for we she. doing? Well again, the amateur hour
1: mm.
2: they're both fucked up
1: yeah I mean it's a fair question it's a fair like, question.
2: Iris is his handler, so take that for what you will. that's true
1: she's she's a really bad Let's end this thing. we'll be back. We'll be having a special episode for you guys to end the Halloween season. uh in the meantime, you can find us on Twitter. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Cinema Parlor. Uh, you can rate and review us at iTunes on their Pod Center. Uh, we're also on Spotify and SoundCloud. And you can find me personally on Letterboxed at Chuck Madden Jr. All lowercased. S Glover eighty four,
2: Plastic Werewolf on all social media.
1: All right, keep enjoying watching uh, some scary movies for the scary movie season. Enjoy yourselves, my lovelies.